0: What's up everybody and welcome to the just joking podcast where i joe and king i'm sorry i king and that guy joe talk about world events and whatever we want to talk about and try and get the community involved in these discussions as well we are streaming live across youtube and facebook and we also put this out On Audio Podcasts, where all major podcasts are being played, okay? So if you're tuning in with us live and you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, do us a favor. Hit that like button, all right? And share this as well on on your social media, should you choose to incline. I promise you guys, it's going to be a fun affair while also hitting some serious topics, all right? Joe and I started this... uh, Ooh, uh, probably a little bit over a year now, but even before we started recording, we'd have these conversations as we used to commute into our jobs together. And uh, I kind of find this to be a little bit therapeutic. Joe, how about you? Uh, One could say cathartic. One could Um, say cathartic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, yeah, that's, that's really what this is, is what everybody I would feel like used to do People used to gather at work or, you know, on their commutes and talk and chat and and converse about everything and 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 have healthy discourse, whether you agreed or disagreed. And that's really what this is all about.
0: Yep. Yep. So for those of y'all that have been rocking with us for a while, we always like to check in. I think checking in is important. So, Joe, I'm going to ask you. Uh, how's things been with you, man? I do have a bone to pick with you, but how's Mm-mm. things been with you? Uh, you know, physical, spiritual, financial, emotional. How are you doing? Um, things have been okay. Um, I actually
1: have been really stressed out as of late. Mm. Um, you know, we talked about the VA dropping the ball. I haven't seen a therapist in 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 six seven months. Um, but the wounded warrior project picked up the slack and they got me connected to this service and it's completely free to me, which is really, really amazing. And so that started this week and that's been very helpful. The problem is, is that I kind of peaked prior to that start in that last week, I had a panic attack, a genuine panic attack in the middle of a a work meeting with, with the rest of the team that I'm a part of. And, um, it was in person. I I was in a room with them and I started hyperventilating. I was like, I think I'm having a panic attack. I started hyperventilating. I almost passed out. I couldn't breathe. Like I, I was dizzy. Like it was, it was, I've never experienced it before in my life. I didn't even know what the hell it was. I thought it was a heart attack for a second. Um, but it's because I've been under a ton of stress um a lot of stuff going on i mean as everybody deals with tons of stress throughout their life you know um but it's funny because i got some really great news and my brain started to spiral about what could go wrong Mm. like like it's great news it's good news but it's also you know, cause it's about a jobs. What if I don't get it because of this, because of that, or what if this happens? What if that happens? I've been waiting for this for so long, you know what I mean? So it was, it was one of those things where, um, it's, it was wild. It was wild. It's never happened to me before in my adult life. So it, it, um, it opened my eyes to a few things. And, um, thankfully the wounded warrior project, like I said, they covered down and they got me some help, uh, rather quickly. And so now I'm trying to take care of my mental, like I always am. you know, we always talk about it. I'm always trying to work on that. Um, but yeah.
0: How have you been, man? Oh, well, before I get into me, the thing that I had a bone to pick with is, uh, as, as, uh, some of y'all who watch or, uh, just know from us, we do this thing, uh, once a month where we're a part of a peer support group and correct me if I'm wrong, but since you received your service talk, we mm-hmm. haven't seen you at any of the peer support group meetings. And last week, when we normally would have actually gone live, the reason why we didn't go was because of the peer support group and yeah. everything had happened. Um, I was looking forward to seeing you there because I thought that that might have been, you know, but this is me thinking for you, like, I don't know what's best for you, but I would have, yeah. Yeah. you know, hey, it's like, you know, uh, uh, with that, that you may have, came out to the peer support group yeah, and because of said, what happened coming i didn't know what to do i was like should i should i push or should i just you know step back because he knows what's yeah. best for him and not really you know um try to push that but i yeah. i i wanted to and chose not to so that's one thought and then the second thing that i wanted to ask you was um when, when you had the panic attack, was your service dog there, and did that help if your service dog was there?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'll start with the dog part. Jem was there always. She's always with me. So she was there, and she did help. Um, she doesn't know. She hasn't been trained to deal with my, my panic attacks because I never had any before. Okay so i i want to hope this is a one-off and this doesn't happen again but i deal with anxiety often like i'm oh i have anxiety like every day it's 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 exhausting but because i've never had a panic attack before she's never been trained to respond to a panic attack so she she didn't know what else to do she just she sat there and and did her dog thing um but afterwards you know I, i used her to comfort me and stuff like that so it definitely helped after the fact um the part about the um about the support group thing is it has been a series of extenuating circumstances for the last like three or four months uh where (laughs) like last week i had a panic attack the day of and i came home and i just i was zonked i just i i didn't have the strength or energy to be around people like i'm an extreme introvert it takes a lot for me to just go to work every day. Like mm-hmm. it is exhausting for me to go to work. Um, I still go to work and I'm still, you know, successful. And I do what I got to do and, you know, work happens and I, I received no complaints. So, so, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't appear to affect my performance when I'm at the office, but for me in my personal life, when I'm done with work, I'm exhausted. I am just run down and uh, after the panic attack, I had no juice for anything. Like I would have just probably put my head on the table and fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there's that. Um, then there one, one of the times I got COVID that week. And another time I, I had a long day at the office. And I just didn't feel like coming out afterwards. Because by the time I even get back in town, it's like 5. So I come home. I clean up a little bit. And then I come right back out the door to the group. So, like, there's just been a series of extenuating circumstances for, like, the last few months, and I feel really bad. I feel really bad because I love the group. I enjoy the group. I just, ever since I got Gem, I haven't had a chance to come back to the group.
0: Okay. It's All not right. that I don't
1: want to. It's not that <laughs> I don't want to.
0: Um, and then I got one other question before I get into me, Paul. Sure. Yeah. Um, is so what's your service dog like they're trained like for for you um yeah is so you said this time around she didn't really respond um is yeah, that something that you have to you have to report if to i start people?
1: oh that's a good question i don't know okay i'll contact the organization and i'll ask them okay. um but honestly honestly um Uh, it's one of those things where she's never seen it. Like it's never, it hasn't been something she's been trained for. She has to know what a panic attack is to respond to it. Like, like any person who's seen a panic attack for the first time is going to freak out. They're not going to know what to do. You know what I mean? So,
0: okay. Uh, all right. So for me, it's quick. Life's been good, man. Life's been good. I have been getting out. I've been trying to get more active. I finally started being more active with my physical fitness and things like that. So I'm sore as all get out right now. I've been busy, but being busy has been positive for me. There's been a lot of uh, wins. I can't really count the losses or goals that I haven't met. So I'm just taking everything one day at a time. Taking it all in stride, man, and um, as a whole, everything's going well. I don't have anything really to to highlight or bring up other than it's kind of status quo over here. Same old, same old, and that's a great thing in my life.
1: That's good, Ben. Stability is nice.
0: Yep, yep. So we've got three stories to get into today before we get into the word of the day. The first thing is we're going to talk about a guy who's social media posting may have led to his demise. The second story we're going to talk about is a mother who, at least from what everything is being uh, talked about, uh, killed her three children. And there's a story within that story in which uh, a father was trying to get custody of his kid. And then our final story that we're going to talk about is how a woman who was sexually assaulted and went through steps to provide the dna of everything uh how that came back to kind of uh, not really bite her because it ultimately didn't end bad for her yet it ultimately ended bad in a way that it gives people that want to come forward pause um about certain things but we'll get into all of these stories as we come into it so Let's talk about the first story, all right? I'm going to share my screen here. And there was a rapper by the name of PNB Rock. Have you heard of him, Joe? No, can't say I have. Me neither. And I listen to hip-hop. I keep up with hip-hop. Yet, I've heard of a couple of his songs. Like, as I went back and played, I was like, oh, okay. But as far as his name, never heard of him, right? Like, not like that. But this guy uh, was out in Los Angeles Monday with his girlfriend and their kid his girl posted a picture on Instagram about being at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Los Angeles and mm. some goons decided to pull up and rob him of his jewelry and other valuables and open fire so according to the Los Angeles Times the gunman who killed PNB Rocket at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles demanded jewelry and other valuables before getting in a struggle with the rapper. All right. The police chief had uh, stated that the attack occurred soon after the rapper was tagged online as being at the restaurant and police are investigating whether that is what prompted the attack. All right. So uh, his girl, who has since deleted the Instagram post, And uh, I'm going to see if they had a picture of it. I'm not sure if they have a picture of it here. Um, She posted, you know, just a plate of, you know, them at Waxo's Chicken and Waffles. And on Instagram, for people that use it, you have the ability to tag where you are located at. Now, this guy's out. He's, you know, famous for what he is, you know, dresses and, you know, things a certain way. So that kind of makes him a walking billboard for goons that want to do goon things. And in an interview a week before his death this week, listen to what he had to say.
1: I don't know, but they would
0: be like, I be on shit and I'm not where I'm from. We like sneaky criminals. Like
1: yeah. and LA is like, they bold. It's like, they want you to know, they want you to, they want
0: to spark a comment with you first before they get into some shit. Some of them, some of them might just, go crazy like so i clipped it out because there were a lot of bad words in there you know words that i don't want to put on this podcast but he was talking with dj academics about various things and they were talking about just how weird los angeles is and uh throughout the three minute part where they talked about los angeles he was talking about how you know goonzo uh, run up on you, which is slang for, you know, um uh, step in front of your face and demand your jewelry and valuables. <laughs> and, uh, he was saying that like, they'll try and be friendly before they rob you. And this was a week before, uh, his demise this past Monday, man. So it's, it's kind of foretelling to me that he was kind of just talking about this. He also talked later on uh in this same interview about how his girl who is his kids mom uh would be clueless to the way that people move and I'm wondering especially if he knew that right cuz his girl was the one that posted the location uh how they didn't have a conversation about like hey like look you know I'm PNB Rock or whatever he calls himself in private like you can't be posting I'm out here at Roscoe's chicken and waffles like that, you know, so that goons don't you know uh run up on me. So Joe, my question to you is this: I consider us content managers, right? Content creators and things like that. Uh, what are your thoughts on geotagging where you're at in the moment, and how do you feel about celebrities or people that have you know famous and some things like that? uh knowing how to move in certain situations.
1: Well, I mean, I that's so that's a weird question, only in that I does it really affect everyone or those in the game? You know what I mean? Like some 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 Britney girl, you know, geotags her location, chances are nothing's gonna happen to her. whereas whereas a famous person geotags themselves and people might start showing up to get Mm -hmm. to get um to get autographs or photos or what have you um apparently rappers because this isn't the first time this has happened to a rapper rappers can't really talk about where they are especially if they have any beef with anybody you know what i mean like like I don't know this is so different from the 90s when when i was in a neighborhood where there were rappers and it was a different lifestyle but i don't know man like i personally as as a content creator i don't would never do that you know so prime example i was at an event this weekend and a very famous person was at this event as a normal person or mm-hmm. I, I kind of put the person as a famous person, put it this way. If this person had tweeted about it or, or posted about it, people would have shown up to see this person, even though that person wasn't the, the person we went and saw the event for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I, I, I saw the person and I wanted to go up to them and I wanted to, 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 to say hello and maybe take a photo with them, but they were there as a human being they weren't there to be photoed and, and, and talk to. So ultimately i made the decision to not bother them, let them enjoy their night because they were there as a person, you know, and I found out later I was correct. It was that famous person. And that's awesome. So I have a story to tell about that. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what I get as a takeaway. Um, but ultimately, that person could not talk about what they were doing and where they were because people would show up and ruin it for them Mm. there's a level of celebrity in every famous person and who that attracts really just depends on your level of celebrity you know what i mean like uh, those in the game very clearly can lose their lives very easily They have shit to steal, you know, um, you and I, even though we're creators, we're, we ain't balling. You know what I mean? We don't got no money like that. Nobody's going to get anything out of us. If they roll up on us, we we don't have anything to give, (laughs) but that's not the case with these people who live, uh, uh, ostentatious lifestyles. You know, they have, they have big chains and, and big emblems and, and, and expensive watches. Uh, you know. They have things that can be stolen and can be sold and make the people who are not rich, rich, you know? And that's that's part of being in the game. So yeah, geotagging, geotagging is a problem that's equal to the level of lifestyle that you live. You know, if you live, if you're just a normal person and you geotag yourself, I don't know, maybe your bestie shows up.
0: <laughs> but a, everybody uh, else, yeah. Yep. So, so there's a comment here from Beth. Shout out to Beth. She said, Some people don't understand the risk. I had to explain to my kid the dangers of Be Real app because you're putting out to the world where you are in real time. And yeah, see, that's the truth, know you know. Um Snapchat, for those of y'all that use Snapchat, mm-hmm. Snapchat has this maps feature, and you have to go in there and turn it on. It's not on by default, but if you leave it on, 24/7. People that you are connected with can see where you are, and it's not like accurate. Like it's not going to give you the exact, like specific address of where you're at, but it gets you within the vicinity. That if it's you dangerous to enough somebody, you could yeah. bingo bingo. It's and dangerous
1: enough, yeah.
0: can I think where I said is? Uh, I'm glad I'm not famous. I think fame has its pros and cons, but. I like being able to go out and get something to eat and not be bothered. I like being able to go to Six Flags and ride the rides and not be stopped in a place that's going to take you forever just to ride the rides anyway, unless you you know famous and they can show the you in to the front of you know all the rides VIP style. But to be able to go to an airport and fly and not be you know stopped like hey can I grab you know a picture or you know grab an autograph, I think that that type of freedom is valuable yet yeah, if i'm famous i'm famous for a reason hopefully a good reason
1: that's and, the question yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> and uh, and maybe if i was you know earning enough money i wouldn't care uh but i don't think if i was famous like that i would geotag myself and i would have to tell the people that was around me my immediate boys or yeah if I had a significant other or my child i'd have to say hey you can't post where we're at while we're there like if you want to do it later whatever it that's cool, but yeah. you have to know how to move when yeah. you're around yeah
1: but again too we we come from a different point of view completely like even if our <laughs> level of celebrity matched that we're just we're we, we're we're trained we're And that doesn't mean we can't get clapped like super simple. I mean, it's so simple. Somebody could just walk up to you and, and shoot you and you're done. Like it's so simple. Like it's scary, simple. And there's nothing, there's almost nothing you can do about it. So it it really just depends on your level of celebrity and what you're willing to, what you're willing to put on the line, Uh you know? But again, we would be, we would be like, you know, telling our friends not to post and stuff like that, you know, like you said,
0: yep, so yeah, man, that's that's tragic. Um, mm. I know cool. that his his girl is going to experience some level of trauma from that. There was a video that I wished I didn't see as I was scrolling through Twitter of the guy pretty much taking his last breaths. that was that oh was, dude, that's I hard was court on. Quite on camera. And um, you know, the blood that was there and his yeah, last breath was kind of filmed. I said, Well, wish I didn't accidentally see that. Um, so dude, uh, it's so
1: hard to unsee things, man. You can't uh, unsee them. Yep. I hate that.
0: hmm So tragic story all around. I think that there's lessons to be learned there because he might know how to move, yet his significant other didn't and to me that misstep, you know, cause one last thing. He could be famous enough that somebody just might see him out and then tweet where, you know, hey, I see pnb Rocket Roscoe's right now, man, pull up, you know. So who knows if if his girls postin, really you yeah. know? can't really uh, blame yep. her. Yep. Yet yep. you have to understand that with certain level of fame comes a certain level of responsibility and lookoutedness that you have to do. All right. Next story. Uh, father says he sought custody right before three children were drowned in Brooklyn. So uh late Sunday night, Monday morning, there was an incident in Brooklyn in which a man um I'm sorry a woman uh had My bad, I can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Uh, Drowned her three kids, all right? So uh, police received a 911 call in which uh, this lady showed up at her relative's place and then I guess walked away. So that's what prompted them to kind of call the cops. So an hour and a half later, when they found her, she was barefoot, soaking wet, incoherent, and her three kids a 3-month old boy a 4-year-old girl and a 7-year-old boy um had already been uh found dead about an hour after they found her now what's not covered in this story that i found in another article was there was uh other custody battles as well mm. um she had like three or four um Mental illness diagnosis, and they weren't sure if she was taking the proper care and stuff that she had needed at the time, which is what prompted the oldest uh kid's dad to try to get custody. Yeah. And um there were other child welfare checks that had that had occurred that was documented that nothing then came from it, right? That's so insane. So you have all three of those things, yet the angle that I want to take can look at this story was the first kid's father, Derek Murdy, who's a Navy veteran that lives in Virginia, was uh, stating that he was trying his best to uh get custody of his oldest kid. And there's a line in here, okay, it says that, Uh, He first met the lady on Facebook, and they got married in 2014. Their uh, son was born the following year, and the couple broke up bitterly, all right? Uh, And he said that he'd been trying to fight for custody ever since. And there's this quote, I was trying to get my son. Now, that's not going to happen, all right? So this guy was a veteran. And it sounds like he was stationed between Virginia, New York, and, and even um, overseas. And between their custody arrangement or whatnot, uh, his ex-wife would not show up at the designated places to bring his kid. And whenever his kid would come up, uh, the child would often be dirty and without sufficient clothing. Okay. Uh, and the kid would even say that there wasn't enough food to eat where he was staying. So this kid was young at the time, right? It was seven when he passed. But over time, you know, from four or five and six, a kid can they can communicate, but maybe not in a way that, you know, you can really fully understand and kind of get the gravity of what's going on. Uh, and this guy who seems like he was working, I don't know what his means were as far as being able to get just straight I mean, up custody of his kid. He said uh, he's been
1: trying since they separated or divorced or whatever. So, I mean, he's had means it, it, since the beginning. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's, he was in the military or a veteran at the time, but that doesn't mean he wasn't gainfully employed. hmm. Uh, there's so much circumstance and situation to know about this, you know, and I guarantee they're not going to get into it in this article.
0: Yep. Uh, the father talked about how she, uh, would say that, uh, the son was kept in, uh, shelters. He shared a text exchange in which she said that she was thinking about giving up rights and said, I love him enough to let him stay with you or your mom because I want what's best for him. I want him to excel. It's it's if you're a father and or a parent, let me just say this. If you're a parent and you're seeing certain things happen, there's a perception out there. And this is my perception of how things are, is that if this was a woman fighting for her uh, son, things would have went a lot faster or a lot quicker. And I don't know, I don't know what he was doing to try to get his, you know, kids custody. Yeah. Uh cuz yeah. they don't fully go into it in this article yet. Man, problem is
1: we can speculate all day. Yeah,
0: yes, and all day parents, but like I have no doubt in my mind about you that if you had noticed certain things going on I don't think, like I'm not waiting on the courts to, to do anything like yeah, I'm going to get my kid and- Yeah but
1: you you as a black man know you can't step over the line for anything because they'll they'll treat you harder than they would treat, you know, me if I did it You know what I mean? Like you as a man as a, as a, as a dude or as a parent. Let, let's go there. Let's start at the very basic level of it. As a parent, we would do anything to make sure our children are safe. Mm -hmm. If we feel that the other parent is not taking care of them, we would do anything to take care of them. The problem is, this article could have been very different if he took his kid and she didn't kill the other kids, right? If he just took his kid, even though he feared for their safety. If he took his kid, he'd go to jail for kidnapping his kid. Mm. Even though the courts are taking their sweet ass time, they're not getting it done. There's obvious, there's obvious reasons why this woman is unfit to take care of her children. And that's not to say all people with mental illness are unfit. There seems there has been evidence in this story from what we've read. There seem to have been some evidence that the, the mother might have been unfit as a parent. But if he took those kids, whether she's unfit or not, if the court had not gone in his favor yet, he would be labeled as kidnapping his kid. And he'd go to jail. Even if he was right. That's the part about this situation that sucks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He could have done everything in his power and ultimately he would have still lost. And that's a shame because like, like Beth said, The courts will always see the mothers as the best options. And I understand that. I'm not saying that mothers are not the most important thing in a child's life. But there has to be a limit because more often than not, when it comes to divorce and it comes to legal battles over children, we feel like we don't matter. Like there's so much about the man is supposed to provide this and supposed to provide that. But the man doesn't get to have custody. The man doesn't get to have everything, <clears throat> everything that the man has to pay for. The man can't get anything in return. Like that's un- that's that's that feels unfair. Like I get where the system is unfair to women in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, we understand that there are ways where, where women get the short end of the of the deal. But when it comes to kids, men get shafted about it. Like we don't get to have, we don't get to have our kids. And a lot of us want them, you know?
0: And the part that gets me is right here where it says it, where the guy's quoted it saying, it didn't matter how much I called child protective services. They would tell me, oh, you don't have any real evidence, but they didn't yeah. do a real investigation, man. And that's the part that, That gets me is, uh, I don't know how you are supposed to get real evidence. Like it, like if my kid shows up bruised, right? Uh, am I supposed to stop everything, take photos, video, maybe take them into uh urgent care or something real quick if it's a bruise? But how can you prove that it was done by you know some type of physical? Uh, altercation that shouldn't have happened. I mean it's it's
1: this dude this dude didn't have a lawyer. He didn't have a lawyer, that's what it boils down to. Hey. I mean it, it's gotta be because there's no way or at least I have not been a part of that system to understand the shortcomings in it. But okay. I feel like I feel like if he had a lawyer or somebody who legally understood that system Maybe he would have made more headway. But again, most of us can't afford that kind of legal aid.
0: That that that's what I was gonna bring up. Without a lawyer or some type of advocate that
1: exactly
0: knows the system that can advocate on your behalf, or it didn't even say on your behalf. Like let's say best interest of the kid and you put somebody in the room, talk to this person, talk to that person. If the kids are old enough, talk to the kids, man. And, and screw all of like the legal leads and things that kind of goes on. Uh what's in the best interest and how can we cut through the red tape to prevent something like this from occurring? It's 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 a bad situation all around. Um this person was a single mom from the other articles that I had read as well uh it didn't say if the younger two kids were by the same person but by all accounts she was a single mother of 3 and mm-hmm. was struggling was just one you know, struggling the the thing that
1: so the thing that may be unfair about this is that she may have been dealing with mental health issues throughout her life that doesn't mean she was mentally unstable
0: mm-hmm.
1: what they broke up with may be completely unrelated to this that last child was only three months old or four months old it said in the article mm-hmm. she could have been dealing with postpartum depression and it'd be completely unrelated to any mental health issues she might have had you know what i mean like I like it could have been an incident of postpartum depression. And instead of just with the new child, she did it to all her children. I'm not justifying anything. I'm not saying it's OK. Obviously, it's fucking horrific. It's, it's tragic. But when they talk about her mental health and everything like that, they got to be very fucking careful because lots of people have mental health stuff and don't go off and, and murder their children this could uh, have been something completely unrelated to that so yep. you know there there needs to be there needs to be a full deep investigation into the last few years of this woman's life to determine what happened and and that may not be important to the police because this is an open and shut case where the mother clearly drowned her kids but there should be because things like this will continue to happen If people aren't taken care of either her getting the mental health stuff she's needed over the years for the postpartum depression after having a child, if that was the case, this, I'm, I'm just speculating or the, the, the child uh, custody system that like all of those things need to be investigated at least to a certain degree to determine what rent, what went wrong in this situation. Will Mm -hmm. that happen? Probably fucking not. Probably because not. they don't really care. They don't really care. And that's unfortunate. It's super unfortunate because something should something should be learned from this so we can stop it from happening again.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? uh, Beth in the comments said, man, I could say so much about this topic. It's yeah, sad. Man. It's tragic. The system is very broken. Super broken. Especially
1: that, when it comes to mental health.
0: Yep. That all three of us can agree on. All right. Final topic, and this is this one. When I heard it, I said, Wait, what? This is a doozy. So, this is an article that I'm going to share that's from the New York Times. And when I read the article, I said, Wait, 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 hold up. The article headlines Women Sue San Francisco over arrest based on DNA from. Her and I'm going to say grape because this is yep, YouTube and Facebook. There's certain words that yep, uh, yep, yep. we can't say. Uh, grape kit, all right. And it goes the woman had her DNA to provide provided to the police after being sexually assaulted, assaulted over yep. what's this six years ago? Yep. Uh, and about five years later, officers used it to charge her. With retail theft. Now, before we get into the How does article, that even happen. Before, before we get into the article, okay. There's a lot that I don't know about mm-hmm. what occurs when a person gets sexually assaulted. Okay. Yeah. I I I hear that there's a stigma around it, and that people often don't report it because. <sighs> what you hear is people don't do anything all right mm-hmm. or uh several uh cases that you'll read online or so or whatnot they'll talk about how uh the perpetrator typically goes on and you know uh, uh, uh nothing happens as if nothing me. you know happens or whatnot and in order for somebody to report something, all right, I, I I remember how it worked in the service. There was like, um, man, I forget the terms, but there was one that's like, if you did it, it was more, it was more private, you know. While they um, gathered, it's restricted a- and a- unrestricted reporting. Restricted and unrestricted reporting. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, and the difference was kind of how who is
1: allowed to know and who wasn't allowed to yeah. know yes yeah. yes which would protect the victim and and ultimately control the flow of information so that you know there's no retaliation and stuff like that there's there's so much to it and the department of defense is working really hard to fix the system that that some people feel doesn't work so
0: yep so like i i understand it more from how it was in the service but outside of the service, like, you know, you're a civilian, something happens. You go to the cops to report it. Okay. Uh, Uh, the process is what, what it is in my head. It's like, okay, you, um, go to the clinic or hospital. They take this kit, they collect different things and, um, that's the stuff that can be used to then prosecute someone who committed a crime against you. All right. That's my understanding of how that process should work. So how would you feel? And this is a, a feelings question. How would you feel if you went through the steps of going through that? Right. Cause I don't know if you have a choice in the matter. Like, like, as far as something happens to you and it's not known, do you have to go and report it? These are things that I don't know. So if you voluntarily go to report something, they take your DNA and, and everything like that, and then several years later, your information that you provided on a... From a traumatizing event is then used against you because it was put to another database. There's a lot in that that just says this is why people don't like coming forward um, to go through this, you know, this process. All right, so let's get into the article. It says a woman whose DNA from a grape kit was used by the police to arrest her in connection with an unrelated property crime in 2021 is saying that the police department had engaged in an unconstitutional invasion of privacy. All right. So like we've talked about, this person who's uh, identified as Jane Doe um, uh, was provided to the police in 2016 as part of an investigation into uh, her sexual assault. And then five years later, that same DNA was used to charge her with retail uh, theft. Without her knowledge or consent, her DNA was placed in a database that was used to identify people as possible suspects in other crimes, a practice that the San Francisco Police Department repeated with other sexual assault victims. The Board of Supervisors in San Francisco approved an ordinance just this year that prohibits them from identifying suspects by using DNA from a kid that's
1: that's fucked up that's kind of messed up I'm not saying that a a victim can't also one day become a criminal but to just naturally do that like damn damn like talk about like honestly, honestly, like i I never use this term, but I feel like that's some gestapo level crap right there.
0: Oh. you know what I mean?
1: like some building a database on your citizens any way you can, like oh, they came in, they gave us their DNA freely, we can database them. like that's messed up. These are people at their, at their worst moment in their life at that point in time. And I mean, and again, solving crimes is hard. Sure. But that's ultimately what these people are paid for. If I come in and I get a blood transfusion because I was injured and you use my blood on file to research me in any way afterwards that's a violation <sighs> when when I came in for the thing that I came in for that is the thing I came in for that and that alone not for five years down the road for you to take that information and use it against me in any way in yep. any way uh, check this out check this out anybody who goes in somebody's a victim of that kind of crime right they're blood goes into a DNA database, something down the road comes up. Like a certain genome is potentially beneficial or harmful for the world. Doesn't matter which Okay. they say, they start knocking on your door. You need to come with us. Is that far of a step to really go to like mental gymnastics after hearing this? Not really. Yeah. it's not really like and that's a scary scary thought because again like we go back to remember we talked about rights who gets to say who has the rights you know what i mean so they create this database illegally well legally to them they create this database and at any point in time somebody comes into power in some way shape or form and says we're going to use this database to round people up. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. That might be wildly far-fetched, but honestly, I think we're one bad decision away from dystopian future on any given day because of the shit that you see in here. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. You know what I mean? But doing these things borders on an Orwellian future. Yeah. It's very scary.
0: Yeah. And Joe, um, uh i'll say this and then we'll get back into the article i did one of those 23 and me uh you know tests or whatnot that goes over your ancestry and things yep. like that they say that
1: put you in a database too
0: i opted to have my information shared now i'm kind of like i probably should not have done it all don't go robbing no banks
1: <laughs> don't go <laughs> leaving your dna hey. anywhere
0: Yep, uh, you know <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's like man, it's one of those things. Is now I'm like I'm wondering who who could and will have access to you know something that I chose to do. Okay, I chose mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. I chose to then also have my because they they they're very uh hit you with all the upfront legal stuff about hey if you choose to opt in like if you read the fine print it tells you like where it's going to go i chose to say yes because i'm like eh, maybe something that i share could help you know human beings but now i'm yeah. kind of like i probably shouldn't have done that um it boils down to who's the one who gets to keep the database
1: and who gets to decide what to do with it yep you know what i mean it could it could literally be anything
0: mhm uh, going back into this story though the the good news if you want to find a silver lining in a jacked up situation is that uh the city's district attorney a person by the name of Chasa Bowden became aware of the woman's arrest and declined to prosecute her all right mm. so then she said at a news conference back in February uh 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 described how other victims had been treated like evidence and not human beings. Beth, in the comments, yep. Yep. says the following. The issue is also consent. People getting those t- uh, kits done had lost consent for that act. But then to lose consent again by the police departments using your DNA in a way that you didn't consent to is awful. It's it's one of, Yep. It's horrible, man. It's be, yeah, it's all it's re-victimized. It's, horrible. it's having you it's being uh, revictimized. Get come back out of left field with something mm-hmm. because so something happened. A system then put this information over here. Now this person is seeing this, it realizes that it matches something else completely unrelated, and chooses to then come after you um for something that Wild. has occurred several it's years wild back. so uh through her lawyer she's uh seeking unspecified damages and is now trying to hold the city um accountable which which they should and there's a part in here that i wanted to highlight the lawyer stated that his client who's a black woman uh says that the experience underscores how women of color are often targeted by the criminal justice system, and I was kind of hesitant on highlighting that, but I, it, it does make me wonder. Yeah, it, you well, know,
1: it, is it every race of women who have been through that traumatic events DNA? So if they're putting all victims DNAs into that into that thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then I don't say that it is, but because it happened to her and it didn't happen to someone else. It's very easy to jump to that conclusion. You know what I mean? It doesn't take a lot of gymnastics to get to that conclusion. If, if this hasn't happened to, a a a non person of color anytime recently, there's really no way to, there's no way that they can say, no, it's not about that. You know what I mean? She's got every, she's got all the legs to stand on right now.
0: it it, it, there's a lot of things right here, like this uh, highlighted sentence on uh, the screen for those of y'all watching. It says that the woman's case, this person's case underscores the challenges that victims of sexual assault confront when they're attempting to seek justice. All right. The
1: case was dismissed.
0: Yep. And that uh, so the case ended up being dismissed because the D.A. did the right thing. But the DA shouldn't have even had to, um, you know, step up for something like that. And what I did know was that it, while there is a a federal uh, law that prohibits uh, DNA from rape victims from being included in the national combined DNA index systems there's still state stuff that occurs for different reasons like uh california lawmakers only just last month approved a bill that would prohibit law enforcement agencies from using dna of sexual assault survivors for any reason other than identifying the perpetrator of the crime and it is now waiting the current governor's signature i just assumed that that was the only thing that that DNA could be used for. No matter if four or five I years mean, down the line, you know that person goes and does you know something, and that's a piece of evidence that should not. It just it shouldn't occur. Also, shouldn't, how did her
1: DNA? How, how did her DNA end up at a retail theft?
0: Yes. Like, that's how does your DNA
1: know. end up somewhere?
0: Yes. That's a, that, that that's a, it, no article that I found. I went through three or four different articles to try to figure out what the retail theft was because I was trying to understand that as well. Is how can DNA be collected to where there's enough of it that it can be identified as you from something else? Yeah. There's a lot, man. There's so much to
1: impact. So what's what's awful about this? what's awful about this is it's technically legal for them to to pursue her. It's technically legal because their law states it's okay. they have everything this is this is the problem this is the thing this is the moment where laws and morality come into conflict. while legally correct it is morally corrupt. Now, they can arrest her. They can totally put her in jail because it was legally correct. Morally wrong how they did it, but ultimately legally correct, which I hate. Like, I'm all for the laws being enforced. But this is a level that definitely I don't understand where this came from. This sounds like something dudes came up with. Cause who would think to take victims DNA and use it against them down the road? You know what I mean? They're not using the dude's DNA. They're like, they even said her case was dismissed. She didn't even get justice for what happened to her, but they arrested her five years later. You know what I mean? Like it's wild. It is wild. What, what they will pursue and what they won't
0: it's like yeah yeah it's wild and 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 to have it say that it's you know standard practice of putting the dna of victims of crime into a permanent database without (sighs) the victims knowing and to to me something like that Mm. for that level of um of, of 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 how intrusive it is right yeah um it seems like it should be that it hits and stays in that system and that system only for the purposes of um, working to bring to justice um, a criminal that did something that they sh- you know should not have been doing. To have it go into other databases, especially without your knowledge, like Beth said earlier, it's that... It's that consent. Uh, so, it's, it's
1: And absolutely. But I, I honestly think that if they could not even give her justice. In her case of the assault of the word. Like if they couldn't even give her justice in that, then fuck them. They don't get it. They don't get the right to also now charge her with the crime. You know what I mean? Like I'm all for enforcing laws, but if they couldn't even get her justice for what happened to her i don't agree with any of it
0: yep so look it's i know that this can be something that's hard right uh but for the people that are out there listening um if 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 you have knowledge of something uh kind of close to this subject and you'd like to talk about it hey hit us up Hit us up. Um, sharing your story might help somebody else that's out there. Uh, I've talked about this subject in a different podcast with a male that was um, sexually assaulted and he had written a book and one of the things that prompted him writing his book was you know talking about it from the male's perspective, which is something that you know people don't really hear, but it occurs um but this case there was a whole lot that just made me shake my head to have this lady go through what she did that second time around uh i'm crossing my fingers that and look money doesn't help everything but i'm crossing my fingers on the fact that uh she receives something to help her get through um you know uh uh the uh, right here, the stress, fear, anxiety, and loss of her dignity that occurred uh, from that whole ordeal. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. That's
1: absolutely <laughs> wild, man.
0: Absolutely wild. So, Joe, we're going to end the show with the word of the day. It's always give me my word of the day. I will nail this and then uh, maybe we'll depart. This is
1: kind of the softball. Oh, okay. This is softball. Sardonic.
0: Sardonic. Okay, I think I can spell that one. S-A-R-Darnic. D-A-R-N-I-C. Sardonic. No.
1: Sardonic.
0: Okay. S-A-R-D-O. N-I-C. Oh, N-I-C. Okay. All right, so Sardonic. S a r d i. The Mm-hmm. All right, so sardonic. It is when you combine... Nope, sardonic. Sardonic is a state of restfulness. Sardonic.
1: No. No. All right. Although, <laughs> although somebody's face might be sardonic. Ooh. Grimly, mocking, or cynical?
0: Grimly... Mocking,
1: like you can have a sardonic expression on your face.
0: I don't know how to spell cynical, so I'm just gonna write grimly mocking <laughs> c y
1: n i c i c y n i c a l.
0: Okay, so sardonic using a sentence is uh, Joe has a sardonic face.
1: I said c y n i c a l.
0: Oh, c y s. All right, they won't let me edit it. Okay, can I edit it? I can't edit it oh i can't edit it grimly mocking or cynical okay first of all your face is very sardonic (laughs) (laughs) haha uh second of all man we've gotten through this episode i I know it was a little bit you know after we were originally going to do it so let's reset our our timeline so we're not going to make up and go next week we're just going to go two weeks from now i'd like yeah. to thank beth for joining beth came on and said that she was going to join uh primarily due to the main topic that we had talked about right there at the end and beth's been you know one of our main of the live stream and things like that. so shout out to her uh she said from the lady Based off of my comment, she better get paid. Absolutely. And I appreciate her taking the time to listen to us chat and contributing to the live stream as well. I also didn't see Beth last week, but I know why. Uh, I wish you well um, as you hopefully have gotten better by now, Beth. So salute and shout out to you, Joe. Always good to see your face, man. You too, uh, man. We should go. Oh, um, CQ of Pop Culture Warrior uh is uh gonna have something. Call him to figure out what those details are and uh we'll go from there. I talked about it, then I was like, ah, I probably should talk about it on the air. So
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> we should post <those> certain <laughs> <are> locations.
0: <laughs> so hey, to those of y'all that watched live, thank you. To those of y'all that will watch and listening, uh or will listen, we appreciate you as well. Tune in, tap in, leave a comment, hit a like button, share the podcast, shoot us an email. Our email is in the description. I was gonna say it until I realized I don't really know it off the top of my head like that. So if you want to shoot us an email, I do check it. We actually have one email that uh I wasn't prepared to read today, but I am going to read it over the next stream. I thought it was kind of interesting. And uh, to the listener that sent that in, we appreciate you. All right. Until next time, everybody. Take care and peace.